Welcome to the City Edge Church podcast. For more information, please visit our website at cityedgechurch.org.au. We hope that you enjoy this message. Awesome. So good. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Hey, how great is it? We all made it. 2020, congratulations. Turn to the person next to you and tell them that they made it. Good job, good job, we're here, and uh, I think we're here for a reason. I think 2020 is going to be a really good year. I just got a, got a feeling, I got something inside of me that's just, just telling me that. Um, but um, before, I, I'm very excited to be bringing about um, this first, oh, and how great is it to be back at a PM at church? Oh my gosh, I love church, church is so good. Uh, we've got a phenomenal band. I, I love Josh Johnson. Can I just say, Josh Johnson, you are the man, honestly, you and your bass skills, incredible, um, but it's a phenomenal church, and we've got some phenomenal pastors too, and I just want to honor Pastor Paul and Kate Bartolo. Thank you for leading us with some, so much strength. Um, honestly, world class. These people are people who, ministry isn't just a job for them, it's, it's, a, it's a life. That's what they are. They've, um, they haven't just given part of the life, they give it all, and um, I get the blessing of seeing that um, up close, which is awesome, but honor our senior pastors. Also, honor my family who are here tonight. Thank you so much for coming out. Um, thank you for making me who I am. I love you all um, tremendously, and uh, we're happy to have you here tonight. And, uh, and honor the rest of you as well. Thanks so much for coming. Um, <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> New beginnings, Genesis. Um, that's what we're that's what we're talking about today. And um, I've I've had some Genesis's, um, and Genesis is the Greek for in the beginning. That's where the book of Genesis is called the book of Genesis because the very first word is Genesis. In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. And um, I've had some beginnings in my life recently. And uh, one beginning that I've had, which I'm so stoked about, is this is the first year I'm entering into with a partner. That's right. Praise report right here. Somehow I got a girlfriend. It's too late now. I said it from the stage. I don't know. I did it. So congratulations me. Um, got a girlfriend, which is awesome. Uh, Lene, you're the bomb.com. Um, and um, in that new beginning of a relationship, there's actually a lot of other beginnings that we've had as well. Um, and one beginning which I'd like to share with you all, just to be um, super vulnerable tonight, is um, the story, the beginning of me not wearing my Apple Watch while we're dating. Um, and it's a beginning that there's a story ascribed to it, so buckling, because I'm going to tell you it all. Um, it, it started about probably, I think, a month into us dating. And um, it was a Wednesday night, and me being the charming lad that I was, I, I, I called up Linnea, and I was like, look, let's go catch the sunset. We'll go down to Golden Beach. I'll, I'll do it up. We'll bring the picnic blanket. I'll get some food, some hot cocoa. I'm going to bring a candle. That's for me. I love candles. If you want to get me a gift, just get me a candle. I'm being 100% serious right now. Um, love a candle. Brought it all down. And so we get there to Golden Beach and we're just having a jolly old time. You know, I pull the move and kind of get my arm around her shoulder. Uh, I didn't actually do that. We were dating for a month, so I didn't have to do the move. I just put it there. That's how it works. Um, and um, what, what, what happened, though, is when my arm was around her shoulder, is that my watch, um, by you know, not, no intention, ended up being around about here. And uh, we're talking, and somewhere in the conversation, I don't know what the word was, I'm, I'm guessing it was seriously, um, and maybe you know where I'm going with this, because the word seriously tends to do something to my Apple Watch. Um, and I, I must have said a word like that, because as we're sitting there, and I'm kind of, you know, just talking, and it's kind of quiet, um, the, my Apple Watch springs to life right in her ear and says, yes, what can I help you with? And... Um, at this, when this happened, um, Linnea started to, um, it was kind of this mix of 
It, you know when people are like screaming but laughing at the same time? That was kind of what started to go on. And uh, it, it was pretty funny and, and all of that there. But um, as she's, you know, screaming, laughing um, at this happening, uh, we see four figures um, approach us. And um, they, they get closer and closer until eventually they're basically standing right over us and they turn their flashlights on. And uh, it's four policemen looking at me being like, what's going on here, mate? Um, because what they saw was a man with a woman in a headlock who is screaming with all of her lungs. And so it was at this moment that Lene had the choice to either put me in prison um, or continue dating me. And thankfully, she told the police that uh, she would like to continue dating me. Um, so thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Um, but it was from that night that Linnea said something. She said, turn your Apple Watch off when we're dating, uh, which, is, which is what we do now. It's something that happens. And um, what I realize is that when the people that we care about tell us things, we, we tend to do them. Um, like, and Linnea being the perfect person that she is, I know she'd never tell me to do anything wrong. You know, She wouldn't tell me to go jump off a cliff or anything like that because she's perfect. That's who she is. Just win some points here right now while I can. Um, but if Linnea is perfect like that, then how much more should our perfect Father in Heaven, when he tells us to do things, how much more should we listen to him? Because we should know if he truly is perfect and he really is the only one in this universe who is perfect, we can know that his words, his sayings, are the things that we should always put into action. If we truly are the people of God who love him with all of our hearts, our souls, our mind, and our strength, as Jesus calls us to do so. And so tonight, I want to talk about what God said. And um, I, I love how it puts it in 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. It says this, For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. You know that word commandment, when you look into the Hebrew, um, it's the word amar. And amar means both to say or to command. It's one and the same. So when God says stuff, he's not just giving you a suggestion. Like, hey, you know, maybe don't murder. <laughs> maybe, don't, maybe don't lie. Maybe don't do those things. No, the, God's sayings are also commands. It's the same as, hey, maybe don't wear that Apple Watch. I have the choice to go to God and be like, you know what? I'll do that. Or, you know what? I won't. And that is my choice to make. And that's all of our choice to make. When God speaks, will we, will we do? Will we be just admirers of God's word or will we actually be doers of God's word? And uh, that's what I want to talk about um, because I believe we're going to have the best 2020 if it's a 2020 where we're doing what God said. So my message tonight is called Genesis God Said, or in the beginning, God Said. Why don't we pray as we enter this message? Lord God, we just need what you say. Not what I've got to say tonight, God. We, we need what you say. Because your word, Lord, is infallible. Your word always comes to pass. And God, I pray that in this room tonight, there would be ears to hear what you're saying, God. There would be eyes to see, Jesus, what you want to reveal to us as your people tonight, God. Lord, we, we don't just, we're not just coming here to play church. God, we pray, would you truly have control and do something amazing in our lives here in this building, God. We honor you. We pray, would you speak in this place tonight. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen, amen, amen. Um, in the beginning, God said. Now, as I was thinking about this message and what it means for God to say something, I, 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 um, I, I flash back to stories of childhood. Um, and in, in my childhood, there, there was a lot of power in, in the card dad said. 
I, I don't know, I think most of us would be able to relate here. Um, so say for instance, you know, as a 10-year-old Harrison with 12-year-old um, older sister April on the computer, um, there, there was one way that I knew I could get April off the computer, well, most of the time at least, um, and that way was to go to dad and say, dad, April's been on the computer for like five hours, when's my go? And then dad would say, oh, just tell her that I said that she's got to get off. And so I'd run to April and I'd pull out my dad said card and I'd be like, dad said you're going to get off the computer. Or I'd go to Lily and I'd be like, Dad said you've got to, you know, do the dishes. Or I'd go to Cal and be like, Dad said you've got to get out of the shower now because it's my turn. You know, the dad said Cal, or I'd be on the roof, you know, going to do a front flip onto the trampoline, and mum would come out and she'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd just pull out my dad said card and be like, sorry, mum, dad said I could do it. And that's when things get really political because there's the whole mum said, dad said, you know, what's which card, which card trumps what. We'll leave that for another message. Um, but the dad said card, it's got power, right? Anyone? Any, any, anyone? Just me? No, everyone knows. The dad said card has power. But if the dad said card has power to get someone off the computer or to get the dishes done or to, you know, do a front flip onto the trampoline, how much more power does the God said card have? And as I was thinking about this message and looking into the word, I figured Genesis in the beginning first message, what better place to start than Genesis 1, right? And so we're going to look at Genesis 1 for a second and, and look at the power of what God said. So we see in Genesis 1.1, it starts, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And Genesis 1.3, God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said, let there be sky, and there was sky, and it was good. God said, let there be land, and there was land, and it was good. Plants, stars, fish, birds, land, creatures, people, all these things. God said, let them be, and they were, and they were good. You see, Dad said has the power to get the dishes clean, but God said has the power to see galaxies born. Dad said has the power to get the sister off the computer, love you, April, um, but God said has the power to see deserts, jungles, mountains, hilltops, all come to be. God said has the power to see life go into uh, lifeless things. God said has the power to see whole species of animals come to be. That's the power of God said. That's the power of God said. And the other thing is, is that when God said, it's always good. See, I love you, Dad, and I honor you, Dad, but sometimes Dad might say something, and it doesn't happen because Dad is technically perfect, but just if if we're like, you know, kind of thinking philosophically, there is the potential that Dad could potentially say something bad. But here's the thing, when God says something, by His very nature, it must be good. And we see in Genesis, it stresses the point. It doesn't just leave it one time, God said this and it was made and it was good. It says it every single time because it wants to drill into us that when God says something, it creates things out of nothing, but it always creates good things. And that's why if we can go into this year of 2020, looking not just for what someone else is going to say for my life, what Harrison wants to say for my life, but actually look to what God wants to say for my life, we can see galaxies born. We can see mountains come out of nothing. We can see God's power and um, come to be um, in our lives. And that's the difference. When we do what Harrison says for 2020, we get Harrison's power for 2020. But when we do what God said for 2020, then we get God's power for 2020. When we do what Harrison said for 2020, I'm going to be honest, Harrison can sometimes not have the greatest ideas, but God's ideas are always good. And they always have far, far more power than my ideas ever could. I do come up with some good ideas, but they're just not that. And look, hear me right. I'm all about doing the good Christian things, getting your journal, getting your pen, and putting down your goals, putting down your dreams, putting down your aspirations. But it should never be our primary thing. We need to do it 100%, but it's never the top thing. Our dreams and aspirations and our goals and what we desire always come second to God. Let me hear you first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know what I think, but God, I'm going to 
as I do that, humbly submit them before you to say, God, if it's not what you're saying, let's not do it. Even though I want it with all my heart, all my heart, God, I want this thing. God, if it's not what you said, then let's not do it. Because I don't want my power over 2020. I've had enough of my power. My power has got me into bad places. I want your power. I want to see galaxies born in my year. I want to see you do the miraculous over and over and above what I could ever ask or think. That's the power of God said. I love um, in the scripture, Isaiah 46 verse 11, it says this, I have spoken and I will bring it to pass. I have purpose and I will do it. Or in Ezekiel, but I the Lord will speak what I will and it shall be fulfilled without delay fulfilled without delay. That's the promise of God said. Um, have you ever had that, that feeling of, it's a, really, it's a really nice feeling. It's a feeling, I, I can already feel it. It's, it's that feeling of when, when you know you're going to win. Does any, anyone know that feeling? Um, anyone? You know, like, like just, just for example, his, you know, completely a hypothetical situation. Um, like, say, um, me and Linnea, um, say we're, like, playing Monopoly or something like that, and um, we're playing, and as luck would have it, you know, it's always luck, um, I, I somehow get, like, seven hotels, and she has no pairs. And then, you know, it's that, it's that feeling of where, you know, it, it doesn't matter how long, but you just know that eventually you're going to win because you got all the hotels. My family are like giving me daggers in the eyes. Never play Monopoly with me, okay? I turn into the worst person in the world. Um, this is actually a very real situation. I'm doing this to balance out all the icky, you know, from before and show my true colors. Um, but yeah, we played Monopoly the other day and I, I, we were playing and I, I got the good cards or whatever. And I started singing. Does everyone know the, these are a few of my favorite things, that song? Uh, I, I was, she, she would have the die, she'd be doing a role and I'd be like, da 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 these are a few and then she'd roll and give me all the money uh, and I'm sorry and just but she beat me the next time okay but I it's that feeling of knowing that you know they just got to roll and maybe they'll get past it that time but they're going to come all the way back around and then they're going to come there again it's that feeling of inevitable victory come on I, I know you're all just judging me right now but does anyone know that feeling of inevitable victory does anyone else just yep 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 love it it's a good feeling right now, take away all the pride side of it and all the Harrison, you shouldn't act like that, and I shouldn't, and I know that should probably be my New Year's resolution. I'm sorry, I love you. Um, but it's that feeling of an of blessing. And I love, we're going to look, we're going to go to Genesis 12 for a second. And this is the story of Abraham. And the story of Abraham is a story showing that God said, always brings inevitable blessing. Always. It's an inevitable blessing. We get that same feeling of, oh, he said it. So it's, God said it's like having hotels in every single property in Monopoly. That's what God said is, okay? So when you trust God said, it's like you got the Monopoly board and you got every property in every hotel. And then there's that person just, you know, rolling and ready to get onto it. Uh, anyway, let's get into the Bible. That's a better idea than talking about Monopoly. Now the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all families of the earth shall be blessed. You know, when God says it, it must come to pass. This is Genesis 12, the very start of the Bible. But if you keep reading that Bible story, you see every single one of those things gets to be fulfilled. 
We see Abraham get the land. We see all the families of the world come to be blessed as Abraham was chosen. So came Israel. And then we get Lord Jesus who came and so that we could have life and life to the full. Who died on a cross so that we could know our God. So that we could enter into God's blessing. Do you know what God's blessing is? That inevitable blessing that you can receive. The word blessing is Barak in Hebrew. And it's the exact same word is used for to kneel down. And I, I was thinking about this week, and I almost thought for a second that I, w- I was touching onto some heresy, like God kneeling down, God blessing others, kneeling down before others, that, that can't be right. That's too far. God, the creator of the universe, high and above everything else, there's no way the Bible could mean that God would actually kneel down before me. And then I was reminded of the story in John of Jesus coming to his disciples, getting on his knees with his wash basket and washing their feet. You see, when God said, we get his blessing. And when we get his blessing, it means that he's there for us. That we can count on him knowing that he will do whatever it takes. Even if it means getting on his knees to wash our dirty feet, he will do whatever it takes. Because his said is the eternal. When he says what he says, then what he says will come to pass. And we can trust in it always and forever. Because it's inevitable. It's inevitable the victory will come. It's inevitable the blessing will come. And that's the power of God said. See, my New Year's resolutions are not inevitable. Many here will know that, that your New Year's resolutions aren't inevitable too. Hands up, who's already lost a New Year's resolution? They're not inevitable. But you know, that's our words. But God's word will always come to pass. And it's our choice. Am I going to latch onto it? Am I going to latch onto God's word for my 2020? Am I going to latch onto God's word for my life? Or am I going to continue to keep speaking my own words? You can do that. And you can create things. You can create a business with your own words. You can create a, a, a better physical body by, you know, speaking, um, speaking, well, not just by speaking words, but, you know, by saying in place, I'm going to stop doing these things. But you can't build a galaxy. You can't see mountains come to be. And we as a church, that's the things we should be believing for, is the power of God working in our years as we hold on to what God is saying. If I could invite the band up. Um, I, I preached a couple weeks ago, um, or a little bit ago, about a month ago, about Joseph, and about how Joseph, he also had a God set. Joseph, the father of Jesus, an angel comes to him and says, Joseph, you've got to marry this pregnant wife who the baby's not yours. You've got to leave your hometown, and you've got to adopt this son that's not yours as your own. And Joseph, because God said it, he did it. And Abraham, it's a really funny story. It's very similar. See, Abraham, if you read through Genesis, he was, he was actually born in Iraq. He's nowhere near. If you've seen a map, Iraq and Israel, they're not actually that close. Um, the journey that Abraham had to make was about 14,000 kilometers, which is for, this is before cars, before aeroplanes. Um, that's a long journey, right? But a- here, God comes to Abraham and says, leave your Iraqi hometown, your, your, the, the place of Chaldea, uh, and I want you to go to Canaan. And what, do, what does Abraham do? He follows God's word. He says, God said, so I'll do it. But guess what happens? That, that land that was promised to him, when he gets there, it's actually still got people in. And then when he gets there, there's actually a famine happening. And he has to walk through the desert, and he has to go to Egypt. Now, to our human ways of thinking, it seems maybe God said wasn't inevitable. But that's if we're only thinking that God said is only for us. Because, see, eventually everything that God said did come to pass, but it just didn't happen in the time frame that Abraham was thinking. And this, as people, it's something so hard for us because we cannot see God's time. We can't. We just don't know what his time is going to be. And that's where faith comes into it. See, when God says it's inevitable that it's going to happen, but it doesn't say when... It doesn't say when. And really, this whole message, I, I almost didn't want to speak a message because I just want God to speak tonight. I really do. I, I, I want us to, to be here tonight to come and get a fresh word from God, to say, God, what do you want to say into 2020? 
What do you want to speak into it? What are you going to do? Here's, here's everything. It's, it's on the altar right now before you. What are you saying? Here was all my journal entries from the last week of December and this week of January, but God, what are you saying for this year? That's what I want to do, but I, I, I felt to just, if we look back at that scripture in Genesis 12, we see that God says that he will bless Abraham, but that also that all families of the earth will be blessed through him. And sometimes I scare myself with my news resolutions because very often they can all be about me, about, you know, the fitness goals I want to achieve, the, whatever it may be, they, they can very much be self-focused. Now, God wants to bless you, but he doesn't want to leave it there. God said it's always about reaching this world. It's always about reaching the lost, reaching the oppressed, seeing more people come to live in the freedom which only Jesus Christ can provide. And this is my question to us as a church today. Is does your 2020, is it going to bless others? Is your 2020 going to bless others? Or are you going to build your kingdom? Because it's so easy in this world. It's so easy in our Western society to get full into illusion that our life is about us about the, the wealth that we can build up, whether it be material, whether it be physical, whatever it may be. But God said is always about reaching the world. See, when God said to Abraham, it wasn't just about having Ab- letting Abraham have an amazing life. And Abraham did have an amazing life, full of God's power as he walked in his word, but it was actually about reaching a fallen world, reaching a world that had heard God said and decided to reject it. Abraham God said to Abraham was about recreating, not just about seeing Abraham's life live in abundant blessing, but actually about seeing people recreated, people come to know their creator, to see God's plan work upon this earth. And can I let you know, church, God's plan involves you if you'll let it. His plan involves you if you will let it. But it's got to be His plan. It's got to be His word. It's got to be what God said. And so what we're going to do tonight, we're actually going to open up some time of ministry and some time to come out the front and cry out afresh, God, what are you saying? What are you saying? I had my plans. I had them all. But God, what are you saying? And we're going to have some of our ministry team out the front here if you do want prayer for. But if you're someone here that you want God's said in your life, you want a word of God for your 2020 and for beyond that, can, I, can we all stand for a moment? We're not just playing church. We're not just here to hear a nice message. This is about getting the Word of God. And so as the worship band plays, can for anyone here, where your heart is, God, give me a word. Give me a word for 2020. Don't let me live my own plans, but let me live yours, Lord. Can I ask, why don't you come to the front here tonight? Don't wait for the person next to you, because God wants to speak. He does. You know, the Bible says it's the pure of heart who will see God. It's those who draw near to Him that He will then draw back near to them. God's Word is readily available to us if we will just seek it diligently. Not with a one-second prayer, but with all of our hearts, with arms outstretched, with every part of our soul saying, God, you know what? What I had, I don't want it anymore. I want what you've got. Come on, why don't you come to the front and let God speak to you tonight?